to the moon. I can't believe what's happening here. I got And now, History Boulevard with John Oakley. We like to go down History Boulevard on this program, and noteworthy dates that have appeared on the ledger include today, 1940, 26th of May. This is when the evacuation of Dunkirk started, and uh, it really turned the tide of the war, you might say, for the Allied cause anyway. All could have been lost on the, the beaches of, uh, well, Dunkirk. But uh, the expeditionary force was saved in large measure, too, by the Canadians who participated in that. Jeffrey Street is a Canadian military historian, author of the book Invasions Without Tears, the story of Canada's top-scoring Spitfire wing in Europe during the Second World War. And right now he's writing a book about a Canadian commander, Campbell Clouston, and his role in the incredible Dunkirk evacuation. Jeffrey Street, good to have you with us here on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Well, thank you very much, John. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I, I like the idea that you're writing about the incredible Dunkirk evacuation. As I say, it was on this date, begun in 1940, went until the 4th of June. What, to your mind, made it so incredible? Well, really, the fate of Great Britain and uh, most of Europe really hung in the balance. Um, uh, over two weeks following Germany's invasion of France and the Low Countries, the British and French and other troops were really kind of chased back to a small pocket around the uh, port city of Dunkirk and a stretch of low shelving beaches that extended about 15 kilometers to the north, just inside the Belgian border. And there were close to half a million uh, troops trapped there with their backs to the sea. And uh, the British uh, thought that they might be able to rescue up to 45,000 of those uh, men over two days before they were overrun. But of course, as Winston Churchill famously described it later, it was a great miracle of deliverance that over the course of nine days, they were able to rescue uh, over 338,000 Allied troops. And the, there were quite a few Canadians involved in that story, as you, uh, as you mentioned. There were Canadians who were flying in the RAF, uh, over France and the English Channel to try and keep the German Luftwaffe away from the beaches. There were Canadians in the British Army, and uh, and there were quite a few Canadians who were uh, in Britain, uh, either with the Royal Canadian Navy or the Volunteer Reserve, who were training. And there were quite a few Canadians in the Royal Navy, uh, including Commander Clouston, Campbell Clouston, a Canadian from Montreal who had joined the Royal Navy in 1918. And through um, fate, found himself in a central role uh, at Dunkirk uh, over the course of uh, six days and nights of the beginning of the evacuation. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, this is almost one of those linchpins in history where the fate of Western civilization hung in the balance. And uh, this is why we don't, I, I don't think that's overstating it too, when you say that 335,000 plus people were actually saved. Uh, the expeditionary force could have been wiped out. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'm surprised that the Luftwaffe, was it that Hitler stood down? Uh, it's considered one of his mistakes. I mean, was this something uh, that it was just great defensive strategies from the allies, including Canadians that uh, helped to create this miracle? Well, there was, yeah, it is often referred to as the miracle of Dunkirk, but in fact, there were several miracles. The, uh, uh, there, the Germans had halted uh, at one point 
because they were they had rushed into France so quickly that they needed time to for people to catch up and their men were exhausted but this gave the British time to create a defensive perimeter that helped protect Dunkirk so while the evacuation was going on um, uh, they had time, more time than they originally thought they would have. The weather was also an enormous factor. The The English Channel was as, uh, described as calm as a mill pond when it's not usually like that. Um, and so the waters were calm. But in addition, for the most part, there were overcast conditions. It rained in a few days, and this kind of grounded the Luftwaffe. Um, so they, although, you know, there were intense air battles going on, uh, there was also a lot of cover that was provided, but there were a few days where the weather cleared and the aircraft came in and just wreaked absolute havoc on, on along the, uh, the coast and in the harbor itself. Um, you know, the harbor was pretty much put out of action um, by the 27th of May, uh, which is the date that uh, uh, Commander Clouston, uh, as part of a uh, Royal Navy party, was sent across from Dover to take charge of the evacuation. And um, the harbor was unusable. It was too much of an effort to try and get all the men off this long stretch of beach. But there were these two long jetties, um, the British called them moles, that uh, extended out from the uh, Dunkirk Harbor. They essentially acted as a breakwater to protect the harbor. And the East Mall uh, was the one that was used to... Um, uh, evacuate most of the troops. Destroyers and large ships could tie up alongside it. It was about 1,300 meters long, only just a little over eight feet wide, or three or so meters wide. Uh, not the kind of um, structure you would normally use for such large ships to tie up alongside, but it was very well built, contrary to a lot of uh, historical accounts that suggest that it was a flimsy wooden structure. About three quarters of it was actually concrete on a very good foundation. So they had this pier, and from the air, it looked like a ribbon. It was very difficult to attack from the air. Uh, and Clouston was put in charge of uh, operations on the mall uh, beginning in the evening of the 27th of May and was there, as I said, for six days and nights. And he was just, he was all over the place, organizing the loading of troops onto the ships as they arrived, uh, um, uh, persuading ship's captains and masters to take more troops than they thought they could or should, um, affecting repairs to the mall. Sometimes it was damaged um, during either uh, enemy shelling or air attacks. Uh, at one point on the 29th of May, uh, a particularly devastating day uh, from air attacks, uh, there was a near mutiny where a bunch of uh, troops started running from the, sh the uh, far end of the mall back towards the base, the shore end. And Clouston was in the middle of the mall and saw them coming, and he pulled his pulled out his revolver and ordered a young sub-lieutenant next to him to do the same. And as the men approached, it made it quite clear that if they tried to go past him, he, they would they would shoot. <laughs> and 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 ordered them without you know quite firmly to, that they were there to take them back to England and that they should get back onto those expletive ships and and, and they did a remarkable colorful story and uh, historically significant it was on this date in 1940 the evacuation of Dunkirk 
began and uh, lasted until the 4th of June and saved the British Expeditionary Force, to which Canadians were a part, and uh, it's a rather significant chapter in history. That's why we take uh, notice of it on this particular date. Jeffrey Street, Canadian military historian, author of the book Invasions Without Tears, and he's currently writing a book about the aforementioned Canadian commander Campbell Clouston and his role in the incredible Dunkirk evacuation. Uh, great to talk to you this afternoon. I appreciate your time very much, Jeffrey. Oh, thank you very much. All the best. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.